With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Jerry Eves, Sports Radio. That's a brand name. Like Pepsi. That's a brand name. I stand behind it. I guarantee it. They know that even if they don't know me any more than they know the, the, the chairman of General Mills. Good afternoon and welcome to eSports Radio. Call now, 502-571-1080 or toll free, 877-904-1080. You can tweet Jerry at JerryEves5. That's JerryEves5 on Twitter. This is eSports Radio on Talk Radio 1080. Welcome back to Eve Sports Radio. It is June the 10th, 2021. Yeah, I do believe it's June the 10th. It is. Phone number is 502-571-1080. It is Thursday, partly cloudy. But again, another beautiful day. Let's just put it in perspective. A lot of people do have a lot of issues, and we know that we've got quite a few of our loved ones and friends that are going through things with their family members, but as long as you were able to put your feet on the floor and get up this morning, same mind and body, you have beat the system. Just remember that. So I'm glad you all are back. I've got quite a bit, but today we're going to flow a little differently. Thursday is usually my day and Mark Clayton will be back closer to the football season. And we do know that mini camp is starting for the football teams. I do have a 1235 call, Coach Henley, who is coaching the Kentucky men's basketball team against the Indiana All-Stars tomorrow and Saturday. We will have him on at 1235. He's doing game plans right now. I just spoke with him, I mean, two minutes ago, preparing. And I'm sure he's nervous. He wants to do well, make sure the state does well. And I commend him for his duties. But I want to make this kind of your day also anything that you have on your mind. And we have a lot of things going on. I mean, there's just a ton of things. We've got uncertainty schools brace for athletic endorsements. If anyone was watching C-SPAN last night, they would have seen uh, that the NCAA was in front of Congress trying to negotiate, manipulate, I don't know, it's the best way to put it, a agreement to satisfy them to allow student-athletes to be a part of this $14 billion industry. And I've got some interesting uh, clips for you to listen to. We also have got Dr. James Ramsey, University of Louisville, back in the paper again today, front page, talking about the settlement from 2017, the misappropriation of funds with uh, Kathleen Smith, So we've got that to talk about, and I've got a lot of information on that also. I've got something really good. We've got Coach Mack's interview on the ESPN affiliate this morning, and some of my ideas on that. I listened to that twice. Interesting conversation. But I'm going to start today while people are getting up enough gumption to say, what do they want to talk about? 
I'm going to start with something fun. And Rick Bosich and I were speaking this morning. I called him on a different topic. He says, I thought you called to give me grief. I'm like, about what, Rick? He says, my article that I wrote yesterday. I'm like, well, Rick, most of the time, when you're derogatory toward the brand, my friends tell me. I said, so, no, I didn't hear anything. He says, well, I kind of tried to shun you, but it was hard. I said, well, what are you talking about, Rick? I did not read your column yesterday, and I usually do also. He says, I have the top point producers in a single game from the University of Louisville. I said, oh, interesting, after Donovan Mitchell's explosion, and we mean explosion, 45, first game against the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard, George could not do anything with former Louisville great Donovan Mitchell. So I said, okay. I said, well, what was the shun? He said, well, let me just start at the beginning, which I'm going to do with you all. I said, okay. He says, single high for a Louisville player, Donovan Mitchell with 57. I said, there's no question. He's going to go down as one of the greatest prolific scorers uh, without barring injuries that's ever come from the University of Louisville with 57 points, 45 in the first playoff game against the Clippers. Then we've got two Louisville greats. Everyone knows both guys. I played with one, Daryl Griffith, 41 points. And I played against another one. Everyone knows JB. That's all you have to say in the city of Louisville. Junior Bridgman, Mammoth Industries had 41 points. I said, okay, that's a great list. Great players, great careers, great people. He says, well, it gets a little dicey. I said, okay, what do you mean it gets dicey, Rick? He says, well, everyone knows the infamous LeBradford Smith's 37 against Michael Jordan and what happened the following game. They had to play back-to-back. I said, yes. I said, but still, my man LeBradford gave him 37. I don't care what anyone says. He says, well, Oh, no, excuse me, excuse me. Before I go to, to before I go to the 37, let me back up. He says, we've got Terry Rozier and Jim Price. Jim Price is my second cousin from Indianapolis. 43 points. Terry Rozier, 43 points. Again, Terry Rozier and Donovan Mitchell have been in the span of the University of Louisville, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, and have turned out to be fantastic pros. They had 43. Then the Bradford's 37. He says, then I had to write in my article. There's a guy. I said, who's that guy? There's a guy called the brand that had three points and five assists. He said, oh, I meant to say 35 points in Jerry Eves. So he tried to knock by 35 against Isaiah Thomas, which he and Eric Crawford and I are driving back from Chicago when the when they would let us get into the pre-draft camp in Chicago, the NBA pre-draft camp. We're driving back, and I'm telling him the story, and Rick doesn't believe me. Eric doesn't either. So he texts Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah texts him right back, said, yep, it was a nightmare. He gave me 35. I still dream about it. He didn't believe it. Rick did not. So Rick put in the article, three points, five assists, and he meant to say 35 points. Well, I said, Rick, you're not the only guy. John Lucas legitimately called me up 
the next night. We're on the road. We played in Detroit. I think the next game we were in New York two days later. He found the hotel, called me up and said, what happened to you? I thought you said you were going to kill Isaiah. Three points and five assists. So all Rick did was reiterate reiterate what John Lucas had done years before with Jerry Eves at 35. So I just want George Williams to know, which I will tell him tomorrow. That's 35 points. Next on the list, next, which (laughs) you all are going to believe this, and I tell him every day I'm standing on his shoulders all the time, Butch Beard had 32 points. Then Purvis Ellison, number one draft pick, 31 points. Then the greatest player ever to put on a University of Uville uniform, no doubt about it, undisputed, Wes Unsell had 30 points. So – I just wanted to give people that distinguished list of athletes and points scored in the NBA. Uh, Jerry Eases, Donovan Mitchell's first, Junior Bridgman, Daryl Griffith are two, three, Terry Rozier, four, Jim Price, five, the Bradford Smith, six. And of course, I just wanted everybody to know Jerry Eves, six, six on the list a point scored in a single game by a former Louisville player. So anyway, I just had to have a little fun. Elliot, this is what I need you to do. We're going to start with James Ramsey, front page of the paper. And I told you I needed you to load something. Do you have it loaded for me, Elliot? Before I let you play it, again, we're going to go through this fiasco that's going on at the University of Louisville. And it doesn't seem to stop. It does not seem to stop. Yesterday, a gentleman calls me up on the phone. I don't know where I was. It was 1.30, exactly 1.30 after my show. I was headed to I spend some time with my granddaughter and my daughter, Lee, and my grandson. It's exactly 1.30. Someone calls me. We're talking. He says, Jerry, I mean, this. Uh, this is factual. I'm not making this up. I swear to you. He says, Jerry, you know, they're the cousin Eddie. There will be something in the paper tomorrow that has us shaking our head. I said, I hear you, but I didn't believe him until I got up in the morning, <laughs> opened my paper. You know, everyone knows I like the paper. I still do purchase the paper. I wouldn't put it out of my mailbox. I looked at it. I called that person on the spot. I said, if you didn't call it, I can't, I don't know who did, but the person did. He said, it will be something in the paper. And here we are with Cousin Eddie. So, Elliot, play my theme song for my university because it is appropriate. I don't care what anyone says. That's all, folks. <laughs> That's all I can say. I grew up on that cartoon. I don't care what anybody says, and all of us did. That's all, folks. Guys, listen to this. I don't even know where to start, but let's start here. University of Louisville thought that they were wronged for approximately $80 million. Allegedly, allegedly, the settlement is going to be somewhere in the range of $800,000. 
1%, allegedly now, this is Courier Journal Today newspaper, 1%. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Of asking price. Terms were not revealed by the Special Litigation Committee of the University of Louisville Board of Trustees and Louisville Foundation from the mitigation that happened supposedly sometime in January. But let's just talk about the characters. I just played you the song. James Ramsey, former president of both the university and the foundation, and his attorney, Steve Pence. Kathleen Smith. I know Ms. Gwynn, my administrative assistant, probably wants to hang me by my neck because Miss Kathleen Smith was being paid. I mean, paid, paid. And her lawyer and O'Father. Two power players, Pence and O'Father. They're power players in the Louisville area. Two to fit. We've got Don Cox, excuse me for my phone, who, as the newspaper put it, is the lawyer for the three lieutenants. Michael Curtin, Jason Tomlinson, Bert Desha, the three lieutenants. A personal, a teammate of mine, I love him dearly. I feel for his wife. Roger Berkman's wife. I know Judy well, really well. And so are my friends do also. They've been in her courtroom. Though she's got all the integrity in the world. Judy McDonald Berkman is the judge hearing the case. Roger Berkman, my former teammate, played with me, national champion, 1980. Mr. Defense, everyone remembers, Mr. Defense, part of that full court press, was initiated by Roger Berkman, is hearing the case. But this is the Looney Tune piece. It's cost the University of Louisville about $5.7 million to litigate the case. $5.7 million. Allegedly, and we'll find out when the official records come out, and I'm sure an old father wants to release them immediately, we'll find out what the settlement was. But if it's anywhere around $800,000, do the math. Thirdly, that $5.7 million could be donated money, but it's still, it could be public money. It could be other people's money, which is yours, mine, taxpayers' money. It just doesn't make sense, guys. Let's add another piece to the cartoon characters from the article in the newspaper. And I can't believe I don't have it again in front of me. Yes, I do. Payment by the defendants would not come from their own pockets. They are covered by the insurance policy for the foundation's officers and directors. Counting a $2.2 million forensic investigation in 2017 that formed the basis of the lawsuit, 
Louisville and the foundation has spent at least $5.7 million on the case. Hey, Elliot, play my song for me again, Elliot. I need it. I need it. I think I'm watching and listening to it. Cut it right there, Elliot. Cut it. The lawsuit accused the defendants of knowingly causing the foundation excessive spending endowment money and then deriving money that should have been invested into specific venues, loans, and gifts that had little reality chances of repayment. Guys, uh, I mean, (laughs) we're watching cartoons. There's no question about it. Front page of the Courier Journal, when you start to read it, it's sad. It is funny because it just, you, you can't write a book like this. You can't even make a cartoon like this. And it hasn't stopped. It continues. I, I have no idea. I know we have a new president, Dr. Benapudi, put in a very tough situation. We, I have a board of trustees that was appointed. And I guess they, they were put in a very tough situation. But there's no doubt in my mind that if you wanted to correct this, you would have to be transparent and honest with yourself. I know Louisville has lawyers. It's hard to believe because some of the contracts that are signed at the university, it's hard to believe we do, but we do. And we have board of trustee members that sign those contracts. We have presidents that sign those contracts. And I'm talking about, we're not talking athletically. We're talking throughout the school. Nobody was rolling their eyes at Kathleen Smith's salary. And if you all remember, her salary was more than some of the people that ran foundations five times the size of the University of Louisville's. But, I mean, talk about sign that check. Can somebody please get a check to Jerry Eves in front of the board at University of Louisville? I will accept the money, trust me, with a smile on my face also like everyone else. But it's an unbelievable thing when I see it again, I read it. Hopefully soon it will publish the mitigated settlement and we'll be able to put that one segment of a nightmare behind us, that one segment. But we have other segments. So we're already at 1223. And I told you I've got Coach Henley calling in from Eastern High School who coaches the men's basketball team at 1235. Any comments about so far? I'm getting ready to go to break. This is Esports Radio. Phone number is 502-571-1080. Give me a call. We'll discuss them. Welcome back to Esports Radio. It's 1226. Tuesday, June the 10th, 2021. We got AC on the line, but AC, you got a hold. AC's every day. He's consistent. You got to love him. I still want people's opinion on the James Ramsey deal. Now, I just sent Elliot something. I thought I'd sent it to him this morning at five, but I hadn't. So I was asking if anyone watched any of C-SPAN and had an opportunity to watch Mark Emmert and the NCAA trying to handle naming, image, and likeness. And again, it is without a doubt the Looney Tunes, it seems like everything attached with 
universities and college athletics has turned straight to the cartoons that we have watched forever. There are states that are in the process of passing name, image, and likeness on July 1. Coach Mack did speak about it today, saying that hopefully something will get worked out to make it an even playing field so that certain states, which give certain universities in those states, an advantage over a state that has not adopted it, which means players would be able to profit off their name, image, and likeness, which means Lamar Jackson could have made a lot of money here at Louisville, which he should have been able to. Or Deion Sanders, Burt Reynolds. There are a lot of great players and personalities that would have had opportunities to make some money. So I want you to listen to this. It's about a minute and 30 seconds. And they're talking about the NCAA and college athletics, a $14 billion business. Elliot, let it play, please. Hopefully I sent you the right one. I'll let you know. Football and basketball players are the only students recruited to the university for the sole purpose of making them money. What the NCAA truly is, is a cartel. There's an awful lot of people getting filthy rich off of college sports right now. I don't know how you can't draw that through line from like slavery to Jim Crow to the NCAA. The untold story of a $14 billion industry built on the backs of its young, mainly black players. I'm not in favor of paying student athletes. There's a lot of money made and they don't see any of it. We're more than just athletes. We have an identity. And the reckoning at hand. The shift is going to have to happen within the culture. Why are you denying them the ability to monetize their talents? Without student athletes, the NCAA doesn't exist. Without student athletes, none of this exists. Thank you, Elliot. It's been a hot topic. A lot of people have been frightened by it. A lot of people, a lot of my friends that have called into the show have made expressed their opinions that athletes should not be paid. And I've expressed to everyone six years exactly what is being said today by everyone Jerry Eve said six years ago. And I was the villain, and people know that. Not completely, but people really disagreed with me. And this is America. We spoke about it before. And there's different issues that have come about that I've told you I've been with. And I've been on this bandwagon from words they go. I was one of those student athletes to where certain things uh, I'm not as big on. Uh, the protesting at games. I'm not as big on. I told you, you're not going to put me in a box. I have my own opinions how certain things should go, and there's places to handle things, social issues. But this one is a $14 billion business. This one is driven off the back predominantly, predominantly of black athletes. No ifs, no ands, no buts. I've told you, and I want you to think about this now, Baseball programs, Coach McDonald's done a great job at University of Louisville and may have an opportunity at the LSU job. And the LSU job does sell out 10,000-plus paying customers. But at the University of Louisville, and it's just a fact, Coach McDonald has a seven-figure salary, a seven-year rollover contract, an annual raise of 50000 bucks, and a pair of $3,000 retention bonuses for money that program does not generate. It does not generate it. Someone generates that money and that interest. It's not baseball. You all understand me. It is not 
baseball. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And it's frustrating for a person that has been involved in this for so long, that has been saying that, University of Louisville can't sell $100,000 worth of tickets. It cannot. Baseball. But I just read you a coach's contract. You just heard the clip. What university have done has paid predominantly white males all of the money off the back of African-American student-athletes. It's just the facts. Some things rub people the wrong way because people can't handle the facts. So now... All those commissioners for all these years that were paying themselves $3 million, $4 million, $2 million have left the party because now, uh-oh, the reckoning is coming because people would not do the right thing. This is America. If you have a value and you help someone make money, you should have an opportunity to profit from that. You should not be put into a stereotype that says men's football program that brings in Alabama three, four, five million dollars a year is the same as the track marathon runner that brings in no money a year. <laughs> that is comical. But we've allowed that because the NCAA has paid a very few people at the top and said, this is a great deal. I've told you all, I mean, and I've told you for quite a long time that this was going to happen that the day was coming, that people needed to make the right decisions with college athletics so that the paying customer, you, it's already 1233 and Coach Henley will be calling soon. The paying customer, you, see, you have a part of this just like the student athlete, but you have forgotten that. You have let them mislead you, that you have let them put names and characters on this thinking that you're not a part of the equation. You are. We could all tell. The NBA games today with fans in them are quite different than last year in the bubble. You all are a piece of the puzzle. You all have a super value. The money comes from you all. Sponsors want to buy things that people are watching because they know that they'll see their product at your eyes. Your attention is why this money's here. That's why when universities, the Open Records Act, we have to fight to get things. When they won't let media locker rooms, when they start to close doors because they think they're bigger than a student athlete, a la Calipari and Coach Mack, and not letting people in the locker room after games, and the universities, they're wrong. The athletes and the fans are the reason you have that. The article was wrong because they forgot you all. You're the piece. You're why people purchase and pay all the money for the commercials because you all are the bottom line money. You buy the product at the end of the day. So you do have a piece in this. But the student athlete, without a doubt, should be compensated. So I'm going to go back to you again. Dan McDonald has an annual raise of 50000 bucks a year. That means his 25-plus athletes, when the NCAA only gives them 11.2 or 3 scholarships, is paying, the student athlete is paying for the coach's salary. That's, that is crazy. 
Guys, I've been trying to tell you this. So now they're in front of our elected leaders because they didn't know how to separate the wealth. Guys, it's petty and it's pitiful. So you're watching it. And you see all the transfer rules because they couldn't hold the kids when they didn't hold the coaches. So you see the madness with the transfer portal because they were allowing the people at the top making all the money to do whatever they wanted. And the people that were producing the product that you loved were held captured. Just remember that. So it's 1235. We've got a special guest on. I'm going to go to break and we're going to bring you back on. Dave Henley, the Eastern Kentucky High School coach and the coach of the Kentucky All-Stars 2021 team. We'll be back after the break. Look at me. You know what to see. Welcome back to Sports Radio. We've got Dave Himley on the phone with me today. Coach, I appreciate you taking out some time of your busy schedule because you're getting ready for the annual Kentucky Indiana All-Star Game. Welcome to the show, Coach. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. No, no, I appreciate you coming on. After taking a year off due to COVID-19, the state's top senior basketball players take the court once again. Friday's game will be played at Owensboro Sports Center on and Saturday at Southport High School. Coach, let's just start at the beginning. When you were selected, the responsibility that fell upon you, what did you think when you got this opportunity? First thing, I uh, was just kind of humbled because I grew up, my dad was a high school basketball coach at Carlisle County High School, and okay. I can remember coming to the Sweet 16 in Freedom Hall in 1975, and our team lost to Henry Clay in the first game, uh, but I got to watch Daryl Griffith and and that you know that incredible male team in '75 win the state championship. Exactly. And yes. you know, and then I'm kind of one of those nerdy kids that knows every player that where they <laughs> went to high school, where they went to college. I know you went to you were on an incredible team at Ballard in '77, exactly. and I mean with Lamp and Raker and Eves and Miller, and I mean just. What a team! And but, True. like I said, I'm one of those guys that I know all the players when I was knew them all when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and just you know I followed the Kentucky Indiana game, the the Derby Festival, all the the just the incredible high school basketball history in this state, and you know now it's just it's really humbling to be a part of that. Coach, I want to tell tell people your coaching tree. You've already spoke about your dad, but I was at your Jim Eastern High School when Ballard. Beat y'all in a dog fight in the region, coach. It was a great game. Um, was it the region or district, coach? District finals? It was district. Yeah, it was district yes. finals. District finals. And you all led for about three and a half quarters. It was a really good game. Ballard ended up pulling it out. But you've done a great job at Eastern. How long have you been at Eastern High School? Nine years. Excellent. Um, I was at Covington Homes for 13. Mm-hmm. Two years at North Oldham. And I've uh, been here at Eastern for nine years. And tell everyone about the story. You have to remind me because I had forgotten, Coach. I came in to recruit one of your players when I was at North Carolina A&T when you were at Ed Covington, and you reminded me, and I was like, that's so true. I ended up getting Nick yeah. Simpson, not your player, but you had very good uh-huh. players there also. Did an excellent job. Right. The, the one kid that we're talking about, his name was Arez Henderson, and we went to four state tournaments in five years, and – and we went to the final four three straight years. And I, I don't think it's ever been done. 
Uh, You're probably correct. A guy, told me that. a guy told me that. I think teams have been there, but I don't think another coach has. But I'm not here to toot my horn. That's, no, <laughs> that's, reason, that's a great problem for coach. That, the, only, the only reason I say that, we had incredible players and we mm-hmm. had great success. But if there was one player that I had to put a finger on, it was a Rez Henderson. He was only about 5'11". He could almost touch the top of the square mm-hmm. of the backboard. Just a tough, tough kid. And he made all the guys around him tough. And that's why we were a good team is because of his leadership, his toughness. And you picked a great one to recruit. Yes. Um, the end up he signed at Louisiana Tech. Yes, You did. did get Nick Simpson out of yes. Highlands up there. Mm-hmm. And but, he was a great yeah, player for me, a three-year starter. He did a yeah. great job. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's funny. I remembered you coming in and sitting. I was assistant principal at the time. And you came in. We sat down. And I probably told you how great you were at UofL. Ballard. <laughs> We did. We spoke a long time. We had a great conversation. When you reminded me of that this morning, I was like, I remember that like it was yesterday. Now, Coach, you've got a great task in front of you. You've had an opportunity. How many days of practice have you had with your team, Coach? We had three practices. We met at Elizabethtown High School. And the first practice, we had, I think, 10 of the 12 guys there. One was hurt. And then the second practice, we had six guys. In our last practice, we had seven. So we've not had a single practice where everybody's there and practicing. Okay. Uh, it's really frustrating uh, because I know Indiana's had their guys together and they've been able to practice. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It's That stuff's beyond my control. I'm going to go down there tonight and have our scouting report ready and have our you know walkthrough ready for tomorrow. Yes. And we're going to give it all we got. Well, Coach, that's all that's asked. I'm being honest with you, and we've spoke a little bit, but I want to just hit you with some of the issues that the funding, and no one wants to talk about it, so I'm going to do it for you. But, of course, I played in the Kentucky and Dan All-Star game. It was a fantastic event. It was something that all seniors look forward to. Uh, Vince Taylor also played, another professional NBA player. Uh, Doug Schlomer was a Mr. Basketball that year from Covington Homes. Um, played, and so did quite a few others, uh, played on our team. And we played against one of the greatest Indiana teams at three seven-footers. They had Hegwood, Lott, Wallace Bryant, they had Landon Turner, they had Poncho Wright, they had Randy Whitman. I mean, we're talking about when teams were loaded, Coach. Indiana would probably have five NBA players on their team. Kentucky would always have two or three NBA players on their team, but – we were able to stay in a hotel the week before the game. We practiced twice a day. We were able to scrimmage against some of the college players that would come in. What do you think's happened to the funding that has really hurt the game? I know that about 20 years ago, the event, the Kentucky, the Kentucky team had a budget of like $60,000. Mm-hmm. And the Kentucky Lion's Eye Foundation, they raised the money. And they did an incredible job. Mm-hmm. And over the years, the the folks at the Lion's Eye Foundation, uh, I know there was a gentleman, I forget his name, he did the, the fundraising, and then Dave Satterley took over, and those guys did a great job. And then when Dave retired, uh, no one really, and I'm not here to blame the Lion's Eye Foundation, it's just that what happened was they didn't have anybody that came in, you know, to pick it up for Dave and you know, the sponsorship kind of waned. And, you know, once you lose it, it's really hard to go back and get it. Mm-hmm. So the Lexington Sports Commission took it over for a year. 
and had the game at Transylvania, mm-hmm. and it just didn't go well. And now the coaches association does it. So, you know, we're in the Kentucky Association of Basketball Coaches. We run it, and it's just. You know, our organization depends on our yearly clinic and dues to keep our head above water. Yes. And, you know, you throw on top of that trying to raise money for this game, and it's just, you know, in Indianapolis, the Indiana team has an Indianapolis star who who sponsors it every year, and Mm -hmm. money's not an issue. Coach, here's here's the problem, though, Coach, and no one wants to talk about the elephant in the room, but I'm going to. The NCAA has allowed – college players, there's two things, that they can roll in school early after their senior year in high school. They can go to universities early, which seemed like a great idea, which has taken players away from the All-Star game. And also, when they certify these AAU events, it's taken some of the power and clout from the high school coaches. And a lot of it falls on the NCAA which are the presidents and athletic directors at all these colleges here that are in all kind of hot water at this time because the leadership's been bad. Prime example, 1966 sellout, 16,800 in the fairgrounds. Mike Casey, Ted Rose, Crush, Rick Mount. These are names that people in the basketball world still know today. And there were 16,000 people there. You were talking about 75, 1976, Daryl Griffith lost to Indiana. 15,780 people at Freedom Hall, 17,426 in Market Square Arena. Right. The last 10 years, Coach, we've had 834 people at the Beck Center. We've had 1,000 at Trancy. I mean, the game has dropped and dropped to where it just, Coach, people have to understand for good colleges, because people are so hung up on their colleges, you need good high school. And to have good high school, you need good high school attention and attendance and interest. So what's got to happen are all the coaches, I'm telling you, all the high school coaches in the state of Kentucky, we're going to have to come together, and I may have to help with this, and we're going to have to start to go back to the banks, to the insurance companies, and make them start to fund this tournament because – we can't let this go the way of the dodo bird. We just cannot because universities throughout this country have a machine. They've done a great job of advertising, but they've taken too much and too much interest from the high school sports. And we're going to have to get it back. We just are. So, Coach, we're going to get to break. When we come back, we're going to talk about this year's games, some of the players on your team, what you think you're going to have to do to be successful tomorrow. I've got Dave Henley, coach at Eastern High School and the coach of the Kentucky All-Star Team. Eve Sports Radio, 502-571-1080. Welcome back to Eve Sports Radio. It's 12.50. Unbelievable. June the 10th, 2021. Got Dave Hemley on the phone with me, coach of the Kentucky All-Star Team. Coach, welcome back to the show. And let's just jump into it first. Let's start talk about Mr. Basketball, Scotty Davenport's Big catch. You've had an opportunity to watch him. Tell me something about him. Ben Johnson. Um, yes. You know, it's funny you say I got a chance to watch him. Ben had surgery right after the season, and our first practice, he had stitches in his back, so he wasn't able to practice. Then our <laughs> second practice, his stitches had not been removed yet, so he didn't get to practice. 
so I got to watch him all of about <laughs> 30 minutes when we scripted. So, um, uh, so I can't really tell you a whole lot about him, I, but I sh- honestly, I know enough about Ben that I've seen him play. He's a really, really good shooter. Okay. He's not going to overwhelm you with quickness, leaping ability. Um, you know, he's not going to leap buildings in a single bound, anything like that, but he's a really good basketball player. And I think there's a lot to be said for that. You know, you can't leave the kid open. And even though he's not super athletic, he can still get his shot off. Uh, so he's, he's a really nice player. I like him. I like having him on our team. Who's been the surprise so far that you've seen that has surprised you? Positive or negative? <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Coach, it's such a humor, Coach. I understand. Okay. Positive, Coach. Yeah, no, um, again, it goes back. It's really kind of hard to tell because we haven't had them all there. Gotcha. I think, uh, you know, the kids from Louisville with Cameron Pope and Aiden mm-hmm. Munn, you know, they've looked really good. Devin Perry and Siku yeah. Cali. They yes, look pretty good. You know, it's just, yes. um, you know, about, none of them have really surprised. I think we've seen all those guys play, not just the Louisville kids, but we've seen them all play. And and um, I think we know what we're getting. I, I don't mm-hmm. think anybody – and I don't say that – you know, when I say no one's really surprised us, I, that's not a negative thing. Okay. Um, you know what I mean? Um, no, I, I do. I mean, I've coached before. You, But here's the here's the situation, Coach. When you're trying to put your game plan together, which you were doing before the show, and you're trying to map out a strategy, you have to have certain visions in your mind of how a player may be able to help you in a certain situation. Have you got any of those things down pat for tomorrow's game? Well, it's it's interesting that you say that because I went up to watch the Indiana All-Stars play a scrimmage last night against their junior okay. team. Yes. And it was really kind of a strange All-Star game in the fact that Indiana has Caleb First, who's going to Purdue. He's about yes. 10, and he got away 260. And yes. then the kid from right over here. In, in, right across the bridge. Mm-hmm. At Trey Kaufman-Wren yes. from over at um, Silver Creek. Right. And that's what Indiana does. That's what they did last night against their junior team was they just pounded the ball inside with you know, First, and Kaufman, and okay. I've never really seen that in an all-star game. You know, usually those games are guard-oriented. Guard, guard, you're right, guard you're dominated. And, yes. go. and now Indiana's going to do that. They're going to get it out and go. But if they you know, if they don't get a quick shot, they're going to set it up, so to speak, and try to pound it inside to to the big – their two big kids. And so that was – I thought that was really interesting. And the thing about that is I think we've got four post guys – you know, you can, can Aiden Mudge not from St. X is not really mm-hmm. a post player, so to speak, but he's strong enough, he's tough enough, and he's well coached in high school. He knows how to play post defense, so he'll be okay. able to help on those guys. Okay. And in Sekou Cali, yes, from Washington, mm-hmm. big bodies from you know Sekou was at DeSales and mm-hmm. played for a great coach and Coach Anderson and. And Coach Schuler did a great job with Darius Washington over at Fern, Fern Creek. Creek. Yes, they've mm-hmm. got big bodies, and they can match up with them. And then there's a kid named Jacoby Huddleston from Bowling Green, and he's got a big body. And some of the people listening may remember Huddleston in the state tournament against Ballard. You know, he matched up against Maker Bar and and did a really good job. Ballard won, but Jacoby. Yes, I was at the game, I Coach. Really, I, yeah, yes. I was really impressed with Jacoby. He's not going to back down. So. 
they've got a lot of size. They're really big, mm-hmm. but I think we have four big guys that can go in there and bang with them. So that's, um, I mean, now Kaufman and First are really good. They're yes. really good. You know, high major Division One players. Yes. Yeah, they're both going to Purdue. So, um, it, but like I said, it was really interesting to see an All Star game played like that. Well, that is true. Playing it inside out, All Star game is unusual. What are you going to do, Coach? Cat out of the bag. How are you going to approach the game Friday? Uh, do you have an idea who your starting lineup would be and your style of play? Uh, what we thought we might, you know, we've the coaching our coaching staff. We've been talking, texting throughout the course of the week about who we feel like is going to start. But after last night, you know, that kind of changed a little bit. Uh, just kind of seeing the style of play. Okay. But then we don't want to, you know, stray too far from what I think our strengths are, just to kind of match up with them. Because you know, it's like we told our guys. You know, they've got four Big Ten players, two ACC players, two Big East players. Uh, but we got all stars too, so mm-hmm. you know they're going to have to adjust to us. We're probably a little quicker, okay. so that's something we'll want to try to do is use our quickness. Uh, but just go play basketball. You know, we just it's basketball is basketball. Whether it's mm-hmm. tiddlywinks level or NBA, mm-hmm. you got to get stops. And, and boy, you talk about something that's really difficult is getting guys to play defense in an all star game. <laughs> and that's, <laughs> That's really hard. But, but so coach, true, you've coach. Been around, you've been around. you got to get stops to win a game. It doesn't matter what the game is. And if we can get some stops and get some rebounds because they're big, they attack the glass, or if we can get stops, get some rebounds, get the mm-hmm. ball out, get some easy looks. And uh, They're so long. They're so big and long. It's going to be difficult to get easy shots. But uh, no, we still play basketball, you know. What do you think about the competitive nature? Before I let you go, we've got about a minute and a half. Competitive nature of your players. Uh, the short time that you've had them, do you think you've got some kids that are ready to get in the trenches and try to win this game? I think so. I think so. But you know what? In Elizabethtown High School on a Sunday afternoon, when you're playing four-on-four four is a whole lot different than playing it, you know, in the Owensboro Sports Center with the mm-hmm. bright lights on and the popcorn popping, you know, there's a lot of difference in that. So, you know, we'll see. We will see. I'd love to say we've got 12 competitive guys, but, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, when the lights come on and the popcorn pops, some guys know how to show up in Sunday night. We will find out, Coach. The last, well, the last three years, Kentucky has split, so you're doing a better job competing against the larger state, more students, of course, in the state of Indiana and also the budget. But, Coach, just best of luck. Um, I appreciate you coming on. Let's try to talk again Monday or Tuesday and talk about the the final result. Coach Dave Hemming, appreciate you coming on, Dave. No, thank you. Thank you. Talk to you next week. Dave Hemley, Coach, Eastern High School, uh, coaching the Kentucky All-Star team. Elliot, how long do I have? Done. AC, I'll talk to you tomorrow. I appreciate you all. God willing, see you all and speak to you all tomorrow. I love you. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChapaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.